My name is Suzanne Tarkovsky-Tempelhof and I'm the founder and chief unicorn of BitNation, the world's first virtual nation, providing actual governance services. Right now, we're building a blockchain jurisdiction on top of the Ethereum blockchain using their smart contract technology. It's I, like as an as a non-developer, um, you know, I can't speak too much to the technical side of things. For me, as a as a non-coder, like I'm really keen to see the stuff which exists outside of the code. For me, the most important factor in judging startups is the people. It's not enough to have a great idea. Thanks to the power of modern communication, we have the ability to create technologies that are decentralized. And the most exciting applications of Ethereum are probably the ones that we have not even thought of. Now the question is, what will you build on top of Ethereum? DAO itself is a smart contract. Smart contracts are can be thought of as digital safes. There are no real limits. At this point in time, anything is possible. The hard fork went as planned, so within an hour it was over. You know, it's this, this legal stuff, I don't care about that. I don't know about that. It's just not in my world. What up, what up? This is episode 15 of Unconfirmed Transactions. I'm your host, Dan Anderson of the Bitcoin Clan and the Buttcoin League, as well as community director of the dojo thank you for tuning in today that intro is something i put together deep deep 
deep in my prison wallet I was working. I had to fish around for all that audio so deep past many, many sphincters. I didn't know there was this many sphincters that I could search for and find within audio from Ethereum thought leaders. And when strung together with that music would result in such a inspirational and touching experience. And I just wanted to share that love for the blockchain and smart contracts and Byzantine fault tolerance with you today. Thank you very much for coming back to the show. Let's get it started. So for those who don't know, I've been running a phone number called one 888 coins That's a voicemail for this podcast. And it's very simple. You call in, you get a voicemail, you leave a message. And I'd like to start today with maybe my favorite message so far to date. Uh, it's a little hard to parse. Let's listen to it through once here, and then we'll come back to it in a second. Like I said, when it comes to the dream of the cream, it's a sweet, deep heat of deep Cherokee and my bloodstream of the Native American of the lasagna cream. And when it comes to the bear tree of black and brown, Wow. So this call is out of South Florida. I don't know if this is Flocka Felicia. I believe she says her name is Sweet Beekeep. I've, I've been listening to this. I, I have to have listened to it maybe two dozen times trying to parse what she says. And so far, I think what she says is something like, like I said, when it comes to a dream, a decree, this is Sweet Beekeep. I speak Cherokee in my bloodstream. I'm a Native American of the Leviacree, which might be like some kind of Cherokee. When it comes down to the bear tree of black and brown, I'm that. I'm down to the ground. It's down to the ground, but the ground has shrimp. Y'all take care. Like that's, I guess that's what she says. I'm not sure if you speak Cherokee in your bloodstream and you can parse everything that Sweet Bee Keep says there, I would like you to leave a comment below so that we can all understand and learn from the wisdom of the bear tree of black and brown. Thank you for calling. I have to give it to Sweet Beekeep, though, because what she says is no less crazy than Suzanne Tempelhoff, who is the chief unicorn of the Bit Nation and total proponent of non-coders proliferating everywhere and spreading crypto into the mainstream as non-coders that's really the usefulness of if you're a non-coder you can pump that's that's what you do if if you're, you're not a coder you pump if you are a coder but you're not working directly on the development of a cryptocurrency you control and that's the division of labor so we have trolls who are the coders who aren't coding and then we have pumpers who are the non-coders who can't code and this will be the binary that we operate under. Enjoy your time here in crypto land. Sorry for your losses. Speaking of pumps and losses, or in my case, unrealized potential gains, uh, I'm sure everyone listening at home has been looking at Monero or has seen the Monero pump. Um, 
uh, the, the, the thing that's been annoying me is that, you know, just randomly, I decided, like, I'm going to go buy some altcoins and just, like, fuck around. Like, I want some price action, you know. You know, Bitcoin price has been kind of boring. I, I, I like holding my Bitcoins, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to, I missed this ETC pump when I looked at it. Could have made so many Bitcoins. And now, let me see if I can catch some of these pumps. So I went out and, you know, loaded up my Poloniex account and I was doing some, uh, some trading actually at one point i just decided i just bought all the altcoins i just went through and like dumped like 0.01 bitcoin into all the altcoins <laughs> i undid that because that was like a waste of my time but it was like i'm gonna i'm gonna fully compromise myself as being um you know i own all the altcoins but anyways i had put um i had like a thousand of the monero tokens or coins or whatever uh, at one point for three bitcoins and I sold them for like, I made like 0.1 bitcoins. I was like, Ooh, it's up. I'm out. <laughs> and now it's up. Like those three bitcoins would be, I could sell right now at current prices for like 20 bitcoins, something stupid like that. Uh, it's funny, this math though, like it, it, it brings like unwanted, uh, stress and like anguish into my life. <laughs> like trying to trade these things, they, they go up, they go down, they go all around. And it's just like, ugh. Um, it's like math that drives you crazy or something. So I guess congratulations to the Fluffy Pony and that team on their, their early pump here. It's funny to see that it the, that it's up on news of Alphabet using it. I think that's really, you know, that's like in line with the way I think about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and what's going on here. But it's also kind of, um, I don't know. It's kind of like not the the news isn't huge. Um, I think at one point the the volume of trading was like almost equal to the market cap or something like that, which is kind of um, very unusual to see. Uh, what else we got going on there? Not that I'm a trader, really. Like I was, I was like fucking around. I was like, let's see if I can make some of these unreal gains with my unreal transactions. And I think I made like one Bitcoin uh, messing around with those. So well, that was good. That was actually pretty good. I made one Bitcoin. Holy shit. I'm, I am now an altcoin expert and I will be giving you David Seaman style uh, advice until I am banned from Huffington Post. <laughs> This is this is news right now, but apparently David Seaman got uh, his Huffington Post account banned after mentioning Hillary Clinton's health, and he went and made a very paranoid video that was like, "I am not depressed, I am not clumsy, so if I happen to disappear or crash a car, I don't own a car." <laughs> I think that's just like uh, cracks me up seeing that. Anyways, um, what else do we got going on here? Oh, just one more thought on the um, on Monero is um, Ethereum seems to be kind of just like piddling along right now, huh? Not really a whole lot going on in Ethereum. What is strange to me, though, about... And I know that they are different and the past maybe is not the same as the future or whatever, but um, like we saw with Litecoin, it ran up to like 40 and crashed. Bitcoin, when it first pumped, ran up to like 30 and crashed. 
with Ethereum and ETC and Monero and Factum and all these things like um, the run up hasn't they, I don't, they haven't seen like mega crashes like where is Ethereum's like uh, crash or Monero's crash like it seems like that would be a natural occurrence in like these free floating currencies where there is no um, regulation about you know how much you can sell or when and it's 24-hour markets and um, I, I, I gotta wonder what's happening there maybe it's just that the markets are larger now and like they were so shallow in the early days of Bitcoin that you could have people like Pirate 40 like single-handedly supporting the price at one two dollars um, and maybe that's what's happening now in those altcoins but like at higher prices but I'm always a little like hmm where's where's like where's the dump where's the real dump where somebody just like wants to go buy a house um uh next segment we have another caller here i've i've met this gentleman before i have not heard back from him about my application to be a franchisee but let, let's hear what he has to say and see if we can help him out. Hello, this is Ellie Rhymes, my left. And I did a, a video with Chris Burr and Judson. They came down to Mr. Golden Tea Corporation, my shop, and I, I tried to find them because they haven't released the video yet. And I, I, I worked very hard on that interview. Also, if you would like a franchise, if you would like to buy a Mr. Golden Tea franchise, Please call me at 516-304-6304. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, thanks again for the call, Mr. Golden Teeth. It's, it's really an honor to have an alumnus of the Wharton School of Business on Unconfirmed Transactions. I don't have the details about when this video will be published. I, I know that it exists. I think maybe... If you were willing to drop your $50 franchise fee and extend it to them as an incentive, you might get better results sooner. Um, but I can't guarantee that. And if you want to be, or if you want to go straight up tradesies, franchise for franchise, you can be an unconfirmed transactions franchisee like stoicism already is. And if I can get to be a Mr. Golden Tooth Corporation franchise, you know, straight up like uh franchise fees waived we'll we'll just do this thing we'll team up we'll take each other's shoes we'll hold each other's cocks and put dicks in each other's asses so you know think about that or don't think about that thanks for calling okay you know what time it is this is the part of the show where my asynchronous co-host stoicism calls in with obscene questions that he, he's basically the resident entrapment officer of this um, corporation. So he's the CEO, the chief entrapment officer here at Unconfirmed Transactions. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, what's up, OK Coins? Uh, it's me again. Uh, hey, thanks for playing my uh, clip on the last episode. And I really like hearing that question from those other folks, especially Bitcoin Aerolog had a great question. All right, I'll try to keep it brief this time. First question I got, um, if I want to host a darknet service, 
is my only and best option to use my own server at home or my own physical hardware that I physically own, physically control the access to, or is there any kind of virtualization that is available right now that isn't a scam? Is there any kind of Amazon Darknet services, Amazon Dark Web services, if you will, uh, like uh, like a virtualized cloud computing for Onion sites? I looked online a little bit, and the Tor website just said, "Don't even, don't even do it." But I'm wondering if it's possible, and uh, what you think about that. What up, Stoicism? Okay, it's cute. First off, that this is what you think a short message would sound like. Um, second of all, I think if you're going to do anything uh, involving cryptography in crypto, you should own the metal. That's what they say about like you know being in physical control of a server. You own the metal, and um, that's crucial in crypto to do that. Otherwise, you have way too many um, you know just unknown knowns and known unknowns and the unknown unknowns to manage there. There is a service that you should look into the history of, not the use of, but it's called Freedom Hosting, and they were a Tor web server provider at some point, and they were attacked by Anonymous for hosting child pornography, and the FBI did some um, something to them. I forget what it was exactly, but basically, you know, the reason beyond you know not controlling your own metal the reason you wouldn't want to do a tour like virtualized service is that there's just you know you're first you have to make sure that's anonymous somehow which you're probably not likely to be able to do second you're going to commingle your data with you don't know what like if you're on a virtualized machine on someone's server and it's like a bunch of child porn in you like is are those the friends you want um and if that's the case, like this attack of like the anonymous attack on those servers is going to hit you, um, you know, and it could be attacking other people, but it'll hit you too. So you just, you just don't want to be in that situation for a clear web or a dark web website where you're sharing resources with um, sort of becomes a, a, you know, a liability. It seems pretty obvious to me. So yeah, if you want to run a hidden service, like it's look, it's gonna hit those. It's a technical task. Like there's obviously the reason you want to outsource is because it's it's you know hard to do and um, it's specialized. But that's also you know the cost of admission to these things. Like your costs and specialization ha- are go up as like you know your risk the the risk security like uh, model you have is um you know complex. Um, all right, what else, what else do you got to say here? Let's listen. Second thing I want to ask about is uh, um, I go to these Bitcoin meetups, Ethereum meetups. People are still talking about script mining and alternative forms of proof of work. Um, you know, I read the Andrew Paul Elster papers, and he puts forth a pretty good argument about why these alternative proofs of work are a waste of time and why hash cash proof of work is the only thing that we found so far. I'm just wondering what you think about this. Um, if you think that, yeah, cause it's like, yeah. All right. Thanks Dan. Peace. So what do I think about alternative types of proof of work? Um, I don't know necessarily a lot about this topic. I, I, I think proof of work as we see it in action 
and um, in practice through the Bitcoin network is, you know, it's been, it's at a big scale. Um, people always talk about, oh, Bitcoin's not scaling, but it's at a huge industrialized scale. And then the problem there is people's focus now on the centralization at that point, but they kind of skip over the sort of like, you know, standing in awe of the scale of the proof of work system in the Bitcoin network and its protocol. So uh, the scale of the current proof of network, uh, proof of work network we have with Bitcoin and the economies of scale at play there make me think that that will be the only worthwhile one. Um, I think any changes to the proof of work will be... you know, directly related to centralization concerns. Um, could there be other types of proof of work? I think, sure. I think it just comes down to like, you know, as long as they're burning a lot of electricity, then cool. You know, it's all it, the way you burn your electricity. I don't think, I don't know how much that matters. I think as long as you're burning lots of it. And, uh, if there already is one that burns lots of it, I don't know. It's kind of a funny thing, like, you know, you don't want to optimize for burning less energy. Like, maybe we should have one that burns more, even more energy. You, that's the funny thing. Like, you'd think, like, a good proof of work would be to optimize for burning less energy, but it doesn't It doesn't actually seem to be that way. I think you'd want to actually optimize for burning more energy, <laughs> which just seems to be how Bitcoin's optimized. I don't know. I, this is not something I've really put a lot of thought into. Like, um, I guess that's an interesting point to make, and I'll, I'll dwell more on it. Maybe I'll have some more to say on it in the future. That is the end of today's show. It's a short one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm going to put some outro music here, like I always do. But one of my latest um, Bitcoin DJ sets got taken down from uh, because I had some Kanye West songs in there that got tagged as being copywritten. And then it got pulled down and I got a strike on my account. So I'm going to keep putting copywritten music on just because, you know, that's what I do do. But it's possible that this will result in more strikes so we're, we're gonna see how that goes and i'll keep you updated if, if, if my account goes down i'll just make a new one um but that's all that it's a possibility so have a good day guys thanks for tuning in and hold on hold on one motherfucking second if you're listening right now and you want to hear your thoughts on the show, if you have something to say, something to add, not just something to ask me, but like maybe you just want to broadcast your own you know, point or what is on your mind, you can call 888-OK-COINS. That is a toll-free number. It's just a voicemail. And you can leave a message up to 10 minutes. If you need more than 10 minutes, call back. Thanks. And see you next time. <laughs>